Good morning. Delighted you could be with us today. This is uh, coming down now into the middle of August, and we are in serious hurricane season, but the one that was going by missed us, went up the East Coast, and we're grateful for that. We do pray for those that were in the path, but uh, we're grateful anytime a big, serious storm like that misses us. That's uh, a positive thing, although we try to get as ready as best we can. Uh, are you tired of wearing a mask yet? If you look closely at this picture, you can see this couple filled in some of their features on their masks. See the beard and the lips and the nose. I think that's kind of funny how they did that. But I'm sure tired of it, but we certainly have to keep doing that. And if we get back together anytime soon, we're thinking about reopening and we'd like to get back together again uh, as soon as possible. But we have to be very careful. I got a note and someone asked me about, well, what would it take? And I said, well... We are listening carefully to the physicians that are in our church. And when they say, yeah, it looks good that we can get back together and, and make it happen and the uh, pandemic is calming down, then we will. Um, but as long as they say, hold on, wait, just give it a little more time. I'm listening to them and I think they have good advice. I'm not a physician and I don't play one on TV, <laughs> but they are real ones, real honest to goodness ones. And so they... Uh, are helping advise us on what to do. We're pretty well prepared, but we want to be extra careful because we don't want any in our congregation to get sick and uh, to have to deal with that pandemic. We hope soon a vaccine will be coming, don't you? All right, so if you have your Bible, would you please grab your Bible and look and find up in Acts chapter 8. We've been looking in the book of Acts and in the book of John a little bit. Acts chapter 8 and we looked at the story just a bit ago about the story of the stoning of Stephen. Well, this goes on in that chapter. And I wanted you to notice something significant that was there in this particular spot. So Acts chapter 8, and we're going to begin with the 26th verse. So find your way to the verse 26. 26, Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip. Now, Philip was one of the disciples and became an apostle, one who was sent. So now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so verse 12, and so he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandika. Well, that was, which means that was the uh, treasury that belonged to the queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem, the Bible says, to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, reading from the book of Isaiah, the prophet. And the spirit of, of the Lord came and said, the spirit told Philip, now go to that chariot and stay near it. So Philip found the chariot and he ran up to it and he heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. And he asked the question, do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. And he answered, how can I? He said, the, Philippon, the Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I unless someone explains it to me? 
In my ministry, I have found out that there are every once in a while, not very often, maybe twice in all my ministry, have I found someone who has found Jesus simply on their own. From reading the Bible, they found it, found him, found the story, and came to know Jesus. That's remarkable, but that is not the normal way. That is very unusual. And I think the Spirit of the Lord that led Philip also led these who know that was the only avenue that they could have. They would find Jesus in searching. But most of us, most of us, and the vast majority of us, became believers, and therefore we heard from someone else. Someone who was a believer shared Jesus with us in some form or another. Pass that on to us. So we heard it from someone else. Someone else guided us through that. Now, when I was a child, my father and mother were very careful, and they wanted us to know the story of the Bible and about Jesus. And I remember many, many times in my childhood how my parents would read to us the Bible stories, particularly out of the Bible story, volumes, 10-volume story, or my dad would sit with cards or pictures and share with us before. I remember sitting on his lap for hours and having him to tell us the story of the Bible and all these different people. And so we often learned from parent to child. And that was important in the Old Testament. The Bible told these parents in the Old Testament, these early followers of with Moses, tell your children what the experience is. Tell the children what happened here, why this marker is here, for example, at the crossing of the Red Sea. Tell them about those experiences, what happened to Jericho. And so these parents passing on, if you were a parent and have children, small children, I encourage you to take that time to share with them. It can be a wonderful bonding experience between you and your child. If you will take time to be together with them and share with them the stories of the Bible. It can be very simple. You can read them the stories or tell them the stories and share with them why the Bible is important. So from parent to child, extremely important way. Another way I learned as I was growing up and I went to a Christian school was from teachers, Christian teachers, who shared with me the story of Jesus. Sometimes I was taking Bible classes, but sometimes it was in different classes. Maybe at church there was uh, a small group. And uh, I remember as a junior, just a young guy, 12 years, 12, 13 years of age, I remember there was a man by the name of Steinbach, Mr. Steinbach. And Mr. Steinbach uh, had a son who was my age, and we sat in his class, and I learned all kinds of wonderful things from Mr. Steinbach as he shared Jesus with us. So we learn from teachers to student. That kind of way happens. Uh, as pastors, we are often called to get together and we'll have pastoral training things, not only at the seminary, but even afterwards, they'll call and they'll share. And sometimes those are great Bible studies, great learning experiences. There also can be experiences learning from one another and listening to what one another have. Sometimes I hear the greatest great things about the Bible from lay people as they share it with me. And then I like to share that with others. So there is that transfer from someone else in different modes. Well, today, in today's world, we would say, well, you can get all that online. Isn't that true? You can get that online. And it's amazing what you could find when I need to find out how to find, do something or how something works and I can't figure it out or try to, try to, uh, 
understand how to repair something, I'll often go and Google it and go to YouTube. Will you go to YouTube? Do you use YouTube? YouTube is a great tool because everything is on there. All these videos are on there where you can learn so many things. How to play a guitar, but also how to understand the Bible is on there. Well, if you were to go there, you would see that, yes, the Naples SDA Church is on YouTube. There's the address. We're on YouTube. Yes, we have lots of things. We put something on there every single day. I invite you to come. I put on a little thing in the morning, a little devotional thought and from Scripture. Please come join. You'll enjoy that and have that. So that's on YouTube every day. We also are on Facebook, and there's a lot of things on Facebook. And there's a group there, and there's the address. You can find us there on Facebook. Happy to have you join us there. And then there's Instagram. I don't use Instagram too much, but we're on Instagram. There's our address that you can find us there. And uh, communicate with us or share with us or learn from us. So there are lots of ways, including, of course, the old tried and true, which now is our website at naplessdachurch.org. There's all kinds of things there that you can find, all kinds of links. Danielle has worked very hard to make that work for you, so you will be able to connect with all kinds of things. So that's one of the ways. And one of the things that I have begun and to put on YouTube and other places is Bible 101 with Bill, with me. And that's a kind of a wonderful way to just get to know the Bible. So maybe it's all new to you. Maybe you haven't found anything. They all are in a series, one through nine. I soon will have number 10 up. You certainly are welcome to come and join, jump in anywhere. But if you start at the beginning, they all kind of make sense. So you could find things online at all kinds of places if you look. So here comes the uh, Ethiopian and up steps Philip. And he asked him, how can I, he said, unless someone else explains it to me. Unless someone else explains it to me. Throughout my ministry, I've tried to encourage people to share their faith with others. And often I get the response back, well, others know such, so much more than me. You know what? I have that same thing. Others, many others know much more than I do. And that's fair in all of life, isn't it? That's fair. And I've heard people say, well, isn't that what the preachers are supposed to do? Kind of like we're the hired uh, gun, you know, uh, like Yosemite Sam, where, where you call and you need somebody to do something. Well, call the pastor. He'll go over and take care of this. I, I know that happens too. So, but I'd like to share with you something. Are you ready? Are you brave enough? We're going to try something here this, this morning, a little experiment with you, okay? So you get close. You watch the screen carefully. We're going to take a little Bible quiz here. So just a little bit, and you have to look at the screen. I hope you can get close enough so you can see what the pictures are coming. So get close, look at these pictures as they are shown on the screen, and see if you can figure out what the story is behind each picture. Can you see this one? Here is a man all in a robe, and he's receiving down these uh, these tablets and he has there's writing on them then has a beard and it looks like coming from a cloud is being handed do you know what is being portrayed in that story do you know why that picture is the way it is what the man is receiving 
If you do, I bet you're guessing, yes, that's Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. True. That's what that picture portrays. That's in the Bible. You did pretty good on that one, all right? How about this one? How about this one? Here is, here's a man standing on water, standing on water, picking somebody else up out of the water. Do you know what this picture portrays? Do you know what the characters are? Here's Jesus. If you said, well, that's Jesus standing on the water. And that's a picture of him picking who? Peter up out of the water. See how he's picking him up out of there? Peter had been walking on the water. He'd taken his eyes off of Jesus. He sunk down into the water. And the Lord came over and picked him up and rescued Peter. Or he would have drowned there as the seas were going back and forth. It was quite a storm. So if you guess that, well, good for you. You got that one too. Here's a picture of uh, crosses and someone on a cross, crucifixion they are. Do you know what this is about? If you were to see this picture, could you tell the story of why this is happening and what's going wrong there? If you said this is a picture that portrays the crucifixion of Christ, I would say you were correct. That's exactly it. So why is that important? Why is the crucifixion of Christ important? Can you make some kind of a statement about that? Why that's important? Why is this significant? Here's a picture. If you're looking closely, can you see that this is a tomb and it's empty and the stone has been rolled away? This is a picture of a first century tomb. Why is this significant? We'd say, well, if you guess, well, this is a picture. It's portraying where Jesus would have been buried. And on the third day, he rose from the dead and he left and the stone was rolled away. If you said, then you know that picture, know that story. Well, congratulations. You got that one right, too. How about this one? Would you would you be able to guess what this is suggesting? Here is a picture of someone with angels all around and it appears they're coming. Would you be able to say, well, that picture as I'm looking at that picture, that reminds me of the second coming of Jesus. If you were able to say, that's when Christ returns to this earth. The second advent is called, or the, the second coming of Christ. The first being when he was born in Bethlehem. So if you were able to do that, add up your score and say, well, how did you do? How did you do on that? Were you able to say, yes, I, I got all of those. I, I, I recognize all those stories and all those Well, if you did... You are ahead of so many people in this world and in this country. For today, there are lots of people who have no idea what any of those pictures represent. They're educated. They're all around us. But they never have been exposed to what this whole thing of Jesus is about other than they know Jesus is a swear word and that he might be on a, up on a cross. And that's how they use Jesus' name. We say it reverently, don't we? Because there's so significance, so much significance to who he is. So how did you do? How did you do on that? And were you able to see that carefully? Look at that. All right. But what if I get asked a question, you might ask? What if I get a asked a question that I don't know the answer to? Well, join the club. We all get answers like that. We all, we all have questions. When somebody asks me a question and I don't know the answer to, I'll say, well, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. 
Let me see if I can uh, find that out for you. And then we can talk about it again. Let me, let me go look. And so I will go and look and try to find an answer to their question and help them because they're curious about it. So that opens a door. So if somebody asks you a question, you know, well, just say, oh, I don't know. There's no harm in saying that. Say, well, you're supposed to know, can't know every single thing. I'd like you to look and think about just, just stay there in Acts 8. We've looked at this passage before, but back in Acts 8, verse 1, we find this great passage. And I just want to pick this back up again. We looked at this before, and on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. What day? The day that Stephen was stoned. That was in the earlier part of chapter 8. So on the day that Stephen was stoned, there was a breakout in the church, and persecution broke out. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. So they spread and left Jerusalem, all the ones that were there. Skip down to verse 4, if you would. Down to verse 4. Those who had been scattered did what? Preach the word wherever they went. Now, these are not the disciples. These are not the apostles. These are ordinary people who went sharing the experience, the story of Jesus and what had happened wherever they went. We say, well, it says preaching. It simply means they proclaimed. Preaching means to proclaim. So they were proclaiming the story of Jesus wherever they went. Look how they scattered and took the gospel. The gospel spread rapidly because people could not stop talking about what had taken place and what had happened with Jesus. All right. So go back to back uh, Acts chapter 8, would you? Pick that back up again. We're going to read on a little bit. And now I'd like for you to focus in verse 32. So in verse 32, this is the passage, the Bible says, this is the passage that the eunuch was reading. And he was reading from Isaiah 53, and he said, he was led by the shepherd. Here's the quotation from Isaiah. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shears is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was to be taken from the earth. Who can do that? Who can make that kind of a statement? Well, if you're familiar with that passage and know what happened with that, that's Isaiah 53. It's an incredible passage that talks about the suffering of Jesus and what happened to him. Spoken of hundreds of years before the event took place, the prophet Isaiah, in his poetry, in his language there, shared with us in Isaiah 53. It's an incredible thing to read. Read verse 1 through 12. It's amazing, this accuracy. So in Isaiah 53, the story of Jesus was told way ahead of time, so, so now the eunuch is going along, and he's reading this chapter. Providence probably pointed him to that chapter and put, called Philip to be exactly where he needed to be. This story was to focus on Jesus. And so here came, here came Philip up to the chariot, and he asked him, well, I have no one to share with me. And then he said to him, the eunuch said to Philip, tell me, please. Who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Verse 35. Then Philip 
began with the very passage of and told him the good news about Jesus. Would you look at that? He began with the very passage of scripture. He began where the eunuch was reading, where the eunuch's interest was. In fact, Philip answered the inquiry, the question that the eunuch was asking. Who is this talking about? And so he began to share that faith, share that experience, began to give that experience of what Jesus had gone through from Isaiah 53 and telling the story of what happened on the cross. He was answering, I think that's important. I think that is something important for us to understand. That he's answered the question that was being asked. You know, sharing our faith in today's world is really different, isn't it? People say there are two things you shouldn't talk about. You shouldn't talk about politics, and you shouldn't talk about religion. It keeps friendships. Well, there's a lot of political talk going around, but I understand some of us were just yeah, not saying anything. But the story of the early church was Everywhere they went, where they scattered, they were telling the story of Jesus. And here came the eunuch, and he was asking a question. Can you tell me, who is this talking about? What's this passage talking about from the prophet? And so simply he shared with him what the question was. Some people will come and ask, well, hey, you, you go to church on Saturday, don't you? Yes, I do. Well, why do you do that? And I said, well, in order to understand why I go to church on Saturday, you have to understand why I'm following Jesus. And it's the day that Jesus went. And this is why it's important for me to follow. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what it means to follow Jesus and the Sabbath. You see, answering where they are. Now I'd like to give you, give you a little homework. Are you bold enough to do this? Are you bold enough? Here's what I would like to suggest all of us do. I'd like to suggest to you that you pray to share Jesus with someone. It's simple. You pray, say, Lord, would you please send someone to me who you want me to share Jesus with? It is a bold prayer because you know the Spirit will lead someone to you. So when you pray it, be sincere, and then watch out for who will be sent. You have, you have no idea who it may be. I've prayed that prayer, and I've been amazed at who people will show up. I pray, Lord, who, who would you like me to share with? You, you send them, and when they come, they will open the door for me to talk to them about Jesus. So it is an incredible thing that you could do, an incredible prayer that you can pray. So I'd challenge you to do that. Yes, we're in COVID, and we are in the pandemic that has spread, and we are not meeting regularly like we like to do, and I can't wait till we can do that again. I miss all of you. I enjoy being with all of you online. I do, and I appreciate your responses. But, but until then, do we just sit 
No, we could pray, and you'll be amazed at how the Lord will find someone for you to share. You will be his messenger. It'll be an amazing thing for you to do that. So as you learn from this story of Philip, the Spirit of God led him. The Spirit of God led him to find this man in a chariot. The Spirit was already working on eunuch as the Philippian eunuch, as he was, I mean, we don't know his name, already working on him because he was already reading from the Bible and wanting to know about Isaiah 53. And Philip was there, sent to them, and sent to this man as he was leaving town, as he was leaving Jerusalem, and sure, well, what happened? Well, the story is that they came to some water, and the... Uh, Ethiopian says, is there anything that keeps me from being baptized? And Philip said, no. So they went and he was baptized right there, baptized on the spot. And the Bible says, then Philip was taken by the spirit and left the eunuch to go on on his journey. It's a marvelous story, but it tells me that there can be some wonderful opportunities in sharing with Christ, with others. Would you pray that prayer with me? That, Lord, please send me someone. Let me know. Send me someone that I can share you and your wonderful story. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, that is our prayer right now. That we open our hearts that you will send someone to us who needs to hear the story of Jesus. Who is searching and wanting. Who is honest of heart. Whether they're old or young. Your spirit never gives up and continues to draw them. And we want to lift you up as our Savior, as our Lord, as our friend, so that people may know you and have a great relationship with you and inherit eternal life to be with you forever. We lay that at your feet. In Jesus' name, amen.